Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast or the Ike MMA show, whichever you like to call it. And I'm joined in studio with a very, very well-known, successful Muay Thai kickboxer, Nathan Benden, hailing from Birmingham, I think. Yeah, Birmingham. <laughs> Nathan, how are you? Good, mate. Good. We've uh, we've been very active in the gym this this week, especially. I've got uh, I've got seven lads fighting on Saturday. Uh, at a show in Birmingham on the SKS show. I've got lads fighting for British title, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having their first A-class fight. I've got guys that are, you know, uh, in good domestic fights. We've, we've been full steam ahead. So, yeah, been busy, mate, been busy. Seven? Seven, seven lads, yeah, seven lads. No, that, that, that's, I mean, your gym, because I checked on that's the gym that you own and that you run. Yeah, yeah. So I own a gym called Dominate in um, it's in West Brom, mm-hmm. which you know we run classes for juniors and for adults for any level, you know, beginners to fighters. So. No, that's uh, that's awesome because you say seven guys, like that's a lot of people to manage, a lot of fights. Big night, isn't it? But it's it's like the yes. end of the year, isn't it? I was meant to have three fight on a show last week. Um, we two two of their opponents pulled out, so we only had we had one on. But it's the end of the year, and they all want to get fighting. I've been active obviously this year, so they haven't had the opportunities to fight as much. You know, I think they've had three fights this year. You know, between like each. So the end of the year, it's important that they get a good one out. You know, and just test themselves, and then they can rest for Christmas back on it next year. So it's important. You yourself, uh, you recently just came off uh, a big win at the uh, Muay Thai Grand Prix, um, Road to One Championship. And uh, I was even listening to an interview, well, watching an interview, a brief clip of it that you had just about a month ago before that big night. And you're saying that um, uh, you've got no idea why one championship haven't snapped you up already. Everyone, no, I like like what you you said. so far, man, so good. Um, every you you seem to be um, they say talk is cheap, but you're actually showing people that you're doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm delivering, aren't I? Um, like we have, I have been in talks with one championship with various people previously. So, um, which you know, I said on the I said on the interview before, like there's there's been a couple of options for me to get onto one championship, but I do believe now this road to one. These domestic fights, these good fights like Coakley, George Muzakitis, you know, it's this was my path and it's on a better contract. It's, you know, it's the build up to the road when you're really earning it because there's people there that also deserve to be on it. You're fighting these to get the contract. So it's, uh, it's a good step for me to do it. Well, look, um, it's the first time we actually interviewing you finally. Um, so since the first first time of me speaking with you, something I do do with all the athletes that I speak to and the other guys who's affiliated with combat sports and one way or the other. Uh, so can you take me back to like just to the early days and how did you get into combat combat sports and more in particular, what led you to boxing and then eventually to Muay Thai? Yeah, so the short story is basically I started training um, at the local gym from from school. Started getting quite good at it quite quickly. Just enjoyed it, progressed. Um, and then I fought, enjoyed that. And then every time it was like 
it was a routine type type situation where, you know, I'd go to school, I'd go training. Then it would be a show would come up, do you want to fight? Yeah, I want to fight. And then I ended up, you know, being like one of the local lads on the show all the time. Uh, I was winning. I was having good fights. We were, I was doing well. Um, I had a lot of, you know, good domestic fights and got got to number three in the UK at the time, I think it was. Um, then I got to number one, pushed through to number one, uh, was training with Henry Clemson uh, at Crawford. Um, and then I moved to Dean James at PCS with Tony Myers and the PCS boys there. Great, great team. They, we got to number one. Uh, and then boxing, obviously boxing on a Wednesday because we didn't we didn't train on a Wednesday, so I just went to the local boxing gym. Um, started training there. The boxing coach offered me uh, a few white collar fights, you know, just to just to have a go. Really, like I like fighting. It's not like I've never been in the ring before. I'm at a high level already, so it was white collar where it was like unlicensed, so it wasn't head guards against someone that's done eight weeks training. It was you know it might be against an ex-pro that's now come back down to a lower level, you know, at the end of his career. Or it might be, you know, someone that's had a, had a few fights and wants to turn pro. Uh, they, they do the unlicensed boxing. So I did a few of them. I had eight of them. But the problem was I was knocking them all out. It was it was a bit of a... It was, it was, it was a very, like, one-sided match, to be honest. So they offered me a pro boxing licence. They said, if you want, you can turn over professional. And at this point now, they're saying, um, I can offer you a fight a week. You'll get paid like 1,200 quid minimum for four rounders. Fight a week. I was like, absolutely. I'll do that. But mm. if you have a pro boxing license, you can't then fight Muay Thai. Uh, like it's, it's not allowed. You know, you've, you've, got to, you've got to be signed to them. So um, I did that for a bit. I had I think it was seven pro, pro boxing fights there. So, Put some good lads, like some good prospects coming through. No one had ever like at the top level, but lads that now like um, flowing Mark, who's just won a belt. You know, he's got he's, and he's undefeated. There's kind of Walker, who's had you know title fights. Uh, he's, he's got the Millions, I think. He's you know good level lad. Eric Aspinall, who was like six and zero when I fought him, beat him. Like I had, I had some good fights, had some good tests, and it was it was fun. But I didn't like. I wasn't a boxer. I didn't love it. I didn't put my dedication into it. Where I was, where I did retire. I didn't. I didn't devote my life to it, you know. And um, I, I just did it, you know, for the money. Really, just at the time, it changed my situation. I bought a house. You know, I I, I had my first daughter at the time. I got married. You know, it helped. Mm -hmm. It helped my financial situation. And I wasn't getting hurt. I was just getting punched. It sounds odd, but I'm not getting kicked and need an elbow in my face. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah, yeah. It helps, you know, and you can fight every week. Literally, you can fight every week. It's ridiculous. So I did that for a bit, and then um, I went to Fourth Dimension because I was still dabbling in the tie. Obviously, won a tie boxing gym, so I was still training, still padding people, and a lot to spar, a lot to go and see the guys at Fourth Dimension in Nottingham. Um, so I was training there, and the the Coach Wayne Kirk said to me, "You don't, you don't want to be a boxer. Like you're not, you're not gonna make it in boxing. You've got, you know, you don't love it. You've got a passion in time. You're very good at it. 
you know, you can leave a legacy and actually like do something with it. There's one championship that are offering more money. There's opportunities for you to get there. You are that level, like. But you need to set the box enough. Stop, stop doing it just for the for the financial gains and actually, you know, do something that you're passionate about. And like, at, like I'm thirty. I'm thirty soon. So folded, kept doing boxing, and like not, not can not left it and then wanted to do a tie after at 33, 34. But how much, how further can you go, you know? So I had to make a decision. I was 29. I, I become, you know, a mature adult. I was in, I'm in my physical peak. I need to do something that's important to me. So I went back to Muay Thai. Since I've done the Muay Thai now, um, I've had six fights in, in 18 months. Won all of them, you mm. know, against good opposition, high level world-class fighters at the end of the day. So I'm obviously, I'm obviously on the, on the up. Yeah. I saw your record six and zero. So, so far it's been very successful since you made that yeah. like, crossover. Yeah. Um, but, okay. You went to Muay Thai from boxing, but and you say it's in comparison to mixed martial arts, not getting hurt. Um, but Given the option to go, maybe instead of going to Muay Thai, instead of going into Muay Thai, if you're given the opportunity to go into mixed martial arts, would you have taken it? I mean, would you say that probably uh, mixed martial arts gets a lot more attention when you've got organizations like the UFC and Bellator and Cage yeah. Warriors yeah. and stuff? Maybe MMA would have been a better route for me rather than boxing. It was just what was accessible to me at the time, you know. But now, like at, at, at that time, if we didn't have not done the boxing and just concentrated on the grappling, the MMA, the jiu-jitsu, the wrestling, you know, that sort of stuff, maybe I could have gone to MMA and done that at a high level. But right now, at the time, at this time and moment, I can't dedicate enough time to the wrestling without having, without neglecting my tie boxing. I can't mm. neglect my tie boxing now because I have... These fights coming up, I have good opposition that I'm competing against. I need to be in the best form of myself to, to, to beat these guys at the end of the day. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe I should have done the grappling, the MMA, and the uh, the jiu-jitsu and stuff. And I've, I've done a bit. I've had a dabble in there. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not a jiu-jitsu guy. But, you know, I've, I've had a go, and I, I did really enjoy it. But really, like, if it was accessible to me, yeah, maybe I would have done that. No, I uh, no. So I'm glad you did uh, cross you cross over to Muay Thai, because uh, each one has its benefits and disadvantages. Uh, I'm glad you. I'm really glad you went to Muay Thai because you're doing really well there. You're excelling there. You so far you're you're to be extremely yeah. successful. It was a good mixed, choice, wasn't it? Absolutely. With yeah. mixed martial arts, it's already in the title. Mixed martial arts. So there's all the martial arts almost. All combined together and can use yeah. that to uh, use that um, when you're in the ring or the octagon to compete against your against your opponent. But of course, yeah. there's far more to learn, far more to master, and far more to you know to um I to get good yeah. at you know. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you probably if you'd done the interview um earlier, but you were so busy at the time. Um, what's it like beating George just being that one step closer to getting to the uh, one championship you know you know what it is with George like George is a good lad like mm. the fight come up years ago for George like he they, they were trying to get the fight but I always remember 
one in the UK. He, I, I don't know what he was ranked at. I think he was like three or four. But like, I was levels above him. I wanted international opponents. I wanted, you know, titles. I didn't want to fight George Muzakitis, who's a young, hungry, um, hard fight that's coming up on the way up. And once the take what I've worked for, I wasn't allowing that. So we didn't take the fight. You know, I was onto bigger and better things at the time. Um, but when the fight obviously come now, like I expected yeah. it to come because obviously the side of the tournament that we was drawn on, I, I always knew that I'd fight George uh, or, or hoped I'd fight George because he didn't get that opportunity then. He was young as well. He's young now. I think he's like 23 or something. He's young, isn't he? So, mm, yeah. You know, like he... He deserved that fight now, really. If he's in this tournament and he, he you know, he's been picked for the tournament, he, he can have it. But people, people like bet against me. So like, there was wages on it. So I've heard there was wages on it. People like put money down for George to beat me, and that obviously they lost their money. Like, but I don't understand how someone can actually believe. Like, no disrespect to George Musakitis, he will beat most people. But I don't actually understand how people can believe that he was going to beat me. Look at what I've done. Look at who I've fought. How many times I've been in the ring. Look at my last five fights. Even look at my last four before that. Before the one before. Like, look at what I've done. How can you imagine that George is going to beat me? He, like, he's very good. But I am world level at the end of the day, yeah. and it is there is a difference. The experience, on experience alone. He hasn't fought time in three years. He's had a couple of MMA fights. He has one fight against an Italian that caused him an awkward night because he was an unconventional style, which I, call, I think he caused most people. But, you know, he beat him comfortably. But he, like, I don't see how people in, like would have thought he would have beat me. So how why people lost money on me, I would never know. I mean, but, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a fun fight. But it was also a nice one for me to put the stamp on it and say, you know, if I would have fought you five years ago, six years ago, whenever you asked for the fight previously as well, that is what would have happened. You know, I am just, I'm too, I'm too mature. He's young, uh, I'm too mature, I'm too experienced, I'm too, I'm at the other end of his career. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of yeah, of course. I've done yeah. all his learning that he's got to do. How you can bet against me, are you off your head? I looked at your bike. You are a champion, is it in um should I say is it various um Muay Thai promoters yeah. or so? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a WBC world title. Uh I hold the W well, I held the international as well. Um WBC International. Uh, I've got uh, British titles and I've got European titles, all in Muay Thai. So I've got I've got, you know, I've got the credentials and I've got the bouts and the trophies to show it. I've seen a pickle of you on Instagram. <laughs> the belt. <laughs> the all the belts. I'm having them all. I'll have that one championship one as well. Uh, so you said that people bet their monthly salary on you no. losing. The... No, I don't think it was their monthly salary, but there was a there was quite a big wager on it. I don't know exactly how much. Ah, uh, okay. I know a few. I know a few people bet against me to win. I. <laughs> Okay. You know, gonna... like, and they yeah. probably did the same with Coakley. Coakley's a fan favourite, isn't he? He's, mm. You know, he's got that Irish blood. He's very good. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's very good. But I'll beat him. And like, I'm kind of just in the background at the moment because, 
Obviously, Coakley's had the stoppage. He had the women that he stopped him. Looked very good. I've won my last two fights on, on, on split decisions, which I can't understand because, like, how, how, like, how are how are how are they getting it so wrong? The judging system isn't isn't usual because it's one championship judging, like uh, scoring. It's it's I'm I'm getting it on split decisions at the moment, which he's he's got his last fight on the stoppage. So if you look on paper, he looks like the favourite to to win it, and they can, he can have it the favourite. Just like some people have George to beat me, it will be the same outcome. It will be madness for them to think that they're going to beat me, and it's just because I'm at that stage of my career. It's no disrespect to anyone. I'm just I've just done everything that they're doing, you know. Coakley is Coakley is the the match of me because he's done it all as well, you know. But when I get in there, I will show him that. You know, I've 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 done more. You're still, no matter how much training or experience they they have, you are still just that one step above. And that's what it is. And that's what it is. Um, God, it's just left my mind. So many questions I've had in my mind to ask you <laughs> in the months leading up to um this. I know it's been a while. Yeah, sorry, it's been hard to get hold of me. I've been busy. Sometimes. Busy. You guys, just let me say this, and you it might say it's a bit random. It's just like you guys are so difficult to get hold of. Like you want to sit you down, tie you to a chair, and then do the interview. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded so random. Yeah, I know what you're saying. My my missus finds it hard to get a conversation with me. Never mind interviews; it's mental. Do you know what I mean? Okay, making weight. Now there was con- some contro- controversy um recently in the uh, the mainstream uh, let's say on YouTube um for mixed martial arts I mean that there was the issue with um that Alex Pereira after fighting Izzy um then he was at weight but then twenty kilos uh, was it was it did he put yeah like like, he, like his body has absorbed more weight one way or the other but his weight went up bizarrely yeah. so quickly now for yourself as a combat sports athlete. Uh, have you ever struggled to make weight for a fight? Yeah, of course. Like when I was younger, I was I wasn't a professional athlete at all. I was, you know, I was like eighteen, nineteen, and well, really from eighteen to twenty-five, probably twenty-four. I was just out of shape, drinking, eating, you know, doing whatever I wanted. I only, I only really fought once or twice a year because it was so hard to make the weight. It was graft. It was horrible. And it was because in between camps, I wasn't I wasn't an athlete. Now, the case is totally different. You know, I've I've put you know put my life to this now for the last two years, which I've had six fights in eighteen months. Before I was having one or two max fights, do you know what I mean, a year. So like I'm I've doubled my work ethic, and it's because I keep my weight good. I'm I'm like I don't go above seventy two kilo. You know, and I'm at this one, at this now I'm finding sixty six. It's easy. You know, I wake, I wake up on weight. Mm. It's fine. I don't have to bath. I don't have to sauna or anything. You know, just deplete carbs, and you know, I've got a great nutritionist and Peter Miller Condition Nutrition. He's like working with the top load of top athletes now all around the world, and he's you know we make the weight easy. And be, I'm not, I'm obviously accountable for making the weight, but with Pete. With the nutritionist, or like he does it all for me. As long as I do as I'm told, and eat what I'm told, 
I'm like I have no issues and I always trust the process. Like if I think I'm a bit heavier or you know I, I didn't get as many cards as I needed or whatever it is, we have a conversation. He's a good friend of mine now as well, so we have a conversation and it always it always works out brilliant. You know, weight isn't an issue for me at the moment. Previously, graph. So, uh -uh. so even after a fight, if you're say in that part of the year. Or you just have that sort of two, three, four month, five month window ahead of you. They're not going to be competing. You will still keep a close eye on your diet and your on your training and your overall nutrition. You won't go as in just binge here and yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So now it's obviously life is I've been very active. I've only had like two or three months out where I haven't had a fight. So a camp's ten weeks. You know. So. I've probably had like three, four weeks where I'm not training and I can eat what I want. Even then, I know if I be a pig, it's going to be hard work. So just I, I just keep it clean. I keep it safe, and I, I, I don't, I don't um, deprive myself of anything. But I also don't gorge and get get a mess, you know. Hmm. I suppose that that there's lots of logic and common sense in that because of what you do, you have to compete at a particular weight. So to satisfy that condition, it would help you to stick close to the weight class that you normally yeah. compete in. I mean, yeah. someone like Paddy Pimbley does this thing whereby he's slim and in shape for his fight. Then before you know, and practically the next day, he's ballooned again because he's just been eating loads of McDonald's and lots of junk food and yeah, drinking loads. How old is Paddy? You know, Paddy should be about 26, 27, 28, around that. Oh, so, so he's okay. old enough to know then, yeah. So he's old enough to know. Like, when I was younger, I was doing that, like, because I was, you know, I was young, I was stupid, really. He's stupid. Like, he, he says, like, oh, I'd rather be happy than have abs. And, like, if that makes him happy, then, you know, you can't blame him. Also, he's become a little bit famous from that alone, hasn't he? He's very famous anyway, but that's, very, that's like, definitely a, an aspect of his fame, like, how big he goes up to. So... I'm not saying if he didn't go that big, he wouldn't be as famous, but it, like it's it's a part of it, isn't it? You know, people look at him because of his weight gain, surely. Yeah, so, and it looks quite ridiculous. Yeah, like but fair play, like he he always makes weight, doesn't he? He doesn't. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't. Um, you know, he does the work, but how much easier and how much more would he enjoy training if he didn't have to cut weight? Surely, all his camps are like cutting weight. Surely, you've just got to lose 40 pounds for a camp. So it's a lot of weight. I've done it. I've done it. You know, and I I didn't want to do that anymore. And I wanted to enjoy fighting and enjoy training rather than it all just being about running in sweatsuits and, you know, mm, sweating. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I think, I think fair play if you can keep doing it, mate. Enjoy it. You know? Um, I know you touched on the, um, your recent fight with George. But I was gonna ask on the other side, how are you feeling just about the upcoming as in just that next step before you seal that it with Craig um Kirkley. Uh, how do you feel about that matchup? I think it's I think it's a great fight. We uh we were scheduled to fight previously before we fought on the Yokow shows and the Brian Calder's promotion, you know, together a lot. Like he's he's a he's always come over to the UK and he's, you know, he's built a big fan base here. People know him. So it, it would be someone that I would like to fight, you know, 
Um, it's a perfect final, though, isn't it? If you think about it, if you if you if you would have had like the the Italian and and Natty Dodds, like yeah, it's cool. Or like if you would have had even worse if you would have had the Italian or the French, and and then the Swedish lad Kim Falk, like. It doesn't mean any UK lads are going to the one and do it. Like, we're not building UK Muay Thai. Do you know what I mean? And I know Coakley's Irish, but he, he does, like, he has UK fans and the UK know him. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it is a part of, it's, it's a part of the whole, the whole process. But the fight with Coakley will be, will be amazing. I'm going to really enjoy it. Like probably I'll probably enjoy watching it after. While I'm in there, it'll probably be horrible. And it, it'll be horrible for me, but it'll be horrible for him. You know, and he, he knows that as well. He knows he's in for a hard night. Just like I do. You know, we're, we're both not idiots. We're both at the top of the tree. And I do believe if me and Coakley fought each other ten times, I think the results would be different. I think, you know, we might get a few each. But I just have to make sure I beat him on that night. You know, get that one championship contract and change my life at the end of the day. And I, I would do that. I may have missed this on an Instagram or YouTube or the MTGP website, but have they decided on the venue or which where in the UK it's going to be? Um, the So the dates, we, we're having a bit of issues with it at the moment because um, Coakley's got a baby due oh, and okay. I've got a holiday booked. Um, so we've we're, we're trying to agree a date. We're, we're hoping it's April, but his baby's due in March, and it, you know it could be a difficult time for him to train for him, you know, being camp. But I'm I'll wait. I'm not. I'm you know like I'm not in a rush. I will. I will wait. I will. I, will, I would do it. You know, as soon as we can, ideally. But if I have to wait, I will. Um, I obviously won't fight beforehand. I'll just make sure I'm you know 100 for Coakley. Uh, it could it could be in Ireland. It could be in Dublin, I believe, uh, depending on venues and dates. And why not? Why not? Coakley's come over here and fought, you know, UK lads, foreigners, he fought sing that like he's fought a lot of people in the UK. Let him fight in Dublin. I'm happy to go to Dublin and fight him. I, I love Ireland. I, you know, it's a great place to go. And I, I, then I can get Irish fans as well. You know, he's got a load of UK fans because he, he fights in, on UK soil a lot. Yes, let yeah, me, let yeah. me go over there and showcase you what I can do as well. Mm -hmm. You know? So no, of course. Um, now, this might be a bit controversial, but I wanted to touch on the um, the bit of the beef that you had earlier this, this year with Nico. Nico Carrillo. Yeah, Nico Carrillo, yeah. Is that Italian, Scottish, or Scottish, Italian? Not sure. He's Scottish, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know what, don't know what else. <laughs> so, what happened? You guys are supposed to fight, and I think, well, based this well, I read, I think, his video, and then your video, I think, he said that you pulled out, he accused yeah. you of being a coward, then you actually came back and said... Um, kind of told him to just be careful what you say. You even said it's personal now. Yeah, so what had happened was I'd, you know, done a camp. We were signed to fight each other for a WBC world title that I was defending. You know, he was very deserving of the fight. He's, you know, fought a lot of good lads, knocked a lot of good lads out at the time. You know, he was, he's, you know, next in line, really. Um, so I, in camp, I got a grade three tear in my MCL in the knee. 
Uh, I tried to train around it, got a load of physio, got, you know, I went to get cortisone injections, had MRI scans, obviously. I've, you know, I've, I've done what I can. But it's, I'd, like, when you're at a point where you can't even move around the ring and be safe, and you're yeah. defending yeah. your belt against someone that's going to be a very hard night, like, is it worth doing? Um, so, we, you know, it took a long time to, to accept the fact that I wasn't going to be able to do the fight. So contacted the promoter, told him four weeks out. I told him a month out. I said, listen, I can't fight Carrillo. Um, I kept him in the know as well. You know, the month crazy. I did it eight weeks out, seven weeks out, something like that. Um, told him I'm injured. You know, getting all this done though. Hopefully we'll be okay. Told him one day, I can't, I just can't do the fight. I'm too, I'm too injured to do it. Um, you know, gave him notice so then he can get another opponent, you know, to, because obviously he's training. I don't want to leave it to the week of the fight. I had to accept it. You know, I had, it wasn't easy to pull out because, you know, there'd been a lot of social media back and forth, you know, saying how we're going to beat each other. And there was a lot of trash talk. Everyone was very excited about the fight. It was, you know, it was a big, big occasion. So it wasn't easy to pull out. So when I when I finally did, um, he basically said I was scared, like it was fear. He would have knocked me out anyway, you know. And um, you know, and he's basically said of I, I was I, I was feared, like I, you know, it, it was. It, he's saying I wasn't injured. My reason wasn't genuine, and I was scared of him. So I had to then because he he did an interview with. Um, Muay Thai hood, he put up an Instagram post. You know, he went to town on it. I just like, he, but you know what? Again, he's young, isn't he? He's gonna be immature and childish about these things. He's gonna, you know, try and use fuel to the fire, and you know, he's gonna try and build his name up. And if that's the way he wants to go about it, that's fine. But you know, I'm not just gonna lie down and accept it. So I did a video back just explaining all the my issues and my reasoning, and I told him that. Like it wasn't personal, you know. Like the the fight wasn't personal, and the the injury and pulling out and like you know wasting your time isn't personal. But your response is personal, and now you've made it personal. So like you've 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 gone you've gone beyond the professional realms, and you've acted like an absolute prat. And I ain't scared of you. Fear isn't a factor. Well, how would I be scared of? Like there's a referee, you know. I'm gonna train hard. I'm one of the best in the world at what I do. What am I going to be scared of? What's the worst that can happen to me? I can get knocked out. That's, you know, it's not it's, it's not the end of the world. But fear is definitely not a factor. So I just basically told him that, you know, you're a prat and you should shut your mouth. And uh, I'll see you around. I think maybe he had a lot riding on the fight for that fight to take place. Um uh... Well, the well, thing was, knows, he oh. was he was saying that he was riddled with injuries as well. You know, he had a bad hand, a bad back, bad leg, or whatever. Yeah. But he was, he, you know, and they talked about pulling out, but they wasn't going to pull out because it was a big fight. Blah blah blah. So like, he had a lot to gain. He, he did have a lot to gain. And if he would have lost to me, which he would have, if he would have lost, you know, it's like, well, you know, you fought Nathan Ben, then you fought the current WBC world champion, and you come up short, and that's there's no shame in that. You know, like he had everything to gain. So, you know, it, it was a big, it was, a you know, probably a kick in the balls for him. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you made yourself look like an idiot. And a lot of people messaged me and probably messaged him 
because he, he did kind of quiet down, didn't he? He stopped, he stopped posting and told him, like, listen, pull your socks up, mate. You're acting like a child. So that's what happened. Mm. I, I can see that uh, when I look at your, your socials, you, what, maybe, unless if it's a thing, um, a culture in the Muay Thai sport, it's at least over here in the UK and, and in Ireland, trash talking on the Muay Thai scene isn't so much of a, a done thing or a custom in, in comparison to, let's say, mixed martial arts, is it? No, that, but that's probably the problem, isn't it? Because if you think about it, me, me and Nico had the conversation, you know, prior to the, the injury where we were saying, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to bat you, I'm going to knock you out. And, you know, we, 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 it was clear that we were both didn't, didn't like each other. Like, not didn't, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like him at the time. I just thought, like, I am going to beat you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show everyone that I'm going to bat you. Like, I do want to knock you out because you are, you're dangerous, but also you're kind of trying to take what I'm working for and I'm not going to yeah. allow that. And he felt the same. He felt like he was going to propel his career from beating me. And he, he wanted to come. He, he knocked a load of people out previously. Won, won you know, a uh, world title. He believed that he could, you know, get in there and win the WBC as well. And he, and because that opportunity got taken away from him, it, it inspired even more. So because of the trash talking, it sold tickets. Like people wanted to see it. You know, and course, if, yeah. if we do fight eventually, you know, depending on you know what what happens in our careers, but if we if we eventually fight, who wouldn't want to see that? You know, and the only reason why they do want to see it is because of the talk that we've had, the, the you know, the arguments and stuff. So you're saying about um, Nico, um, yeah, uh, understandably that back and forth and and insulting, just adding fuel to the fire would get a lot more attention, eyes on yeah. the event. So it's understandable why uh, people may possibly could have liked and probably would have excited them more hearing how you took it personally. Yeah, they want to see the result that after. That's the thing. Yeah. They want to see how it goes. So, you know, sales tickets, trash talking, definitely. But more side, it does lack it because obviously it's, you know, Thailand, it's their national sport. That's where most Muay Thai is done. It's, it's not like that, you know. You'd still be happy to um, go one on one with him, even if it's uh, within a car park, as you said. <laughs> yeah, you know what it was. It was, you know, I was very upset at the time. Obviously, mm -hmm. I was upset that I had to pull out. I was injured. I lost a lot of money on on the the fight itself, tickets, purse. And then I've got some twenty four year old telling me that, you know, I'm I'm scared. I need. I'm a. I'm an idiot. Like, bro, are you mad? Like, you, I, 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 I'm not being funny, but I'm not just a tall boxer, you know, I'm a grown ass man and I'll slap the head off you. You know, I'm not, I'm not a donut, so watch your mouth. But my emotions, my, you know, my feelings are different now. I'm not, I'm not emotionally invested. I'm not upset about it anymore. You know, I am the bigger man of, you know, let it go. But, I'm sure I'll see him at the show, uh, you know, and how how it goes is is obviously how it goes. But don't be surprised if people even older than yourself, they've got kids and uh, they you know they've they've got kids. They're happily married and settled down. They still talk like an adolescent teenager. 
<laughs> no, no, I understand, and that's that's good. You're actually you're above that. You know more than that, which uh, which is good. Which in combat sports, okay, so it doesn't have so much more type, but in other fields such as mixed martial arts and even in boxing, that's really rare to find. Yeah, but like I say, I'm a man at the end of the day, but I am an idiot, and you can't you can't talk to me and treat me like a like a child because. I won't worry at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. Um, look, so just gradually to wrap things up, um, what are your I mean, the road to uh one championship, you've you know, you nearly got that in the back now. But I mean, after that, beyond that, you already running and you own and run your own gym. You're gonna be overseeing seven fighters um this coming weekend, that's seven fights. Um, yeah. so clearly you already got you already achieved some major milestones. Um, but I mean beyond that, what else are, what other future prospect prospects do you want to achieve? You know, I want to perform on the global platform. I want to get to one championship. I want to show, you know, the the elite lads on one championship what I can do. I want to compete at that level. I don't I don't just want to fight unknown. Good, good lads. You know, people like you beat a lad that's you know had a load of good wins and hard to beat, and because no one knows them, you don't really get the recognition or the credit for it. You know, it's mm. on one championship. They're like superstars. They're like celebrities almost, aren't they? Mm. You beat these lads. You know, your name's up there, and that's my that's my short term goal. I would say. You know, it's not going to take me long to do that. Um, you know, by by the end of next year, I, I hope to be competing on one, and uh, you know, I'm putting putting my name in those lights. Uh, after that, it would be you know keep my gym busy, have have good fighters, you know, produce top level lads from there, you know, pass pass on what I'm doing as well and inspire others. Do some seminars and travel the world a little bit and show people what you know what how what I bring to the the table and you know. Be a household night, a household name. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, that's my long term goal. I want to be like a Liam Harrison. I want to be like a Sam Choi or, a, you know, I, I want to be remembered at the end of the day. And you know, it's it's all in touching distance, really. You know, you mentioned that um, sometimes you may fight um, a, a particular fighter, and maybe you don't get the recognition that that you deserve because maybe the other guy that you fought isn't well known and I have to yeah. say that kind of touches onto the me the mainstream media thing for me I was a pet peeve of mine that when I look at the whole picture of combat sports um, if you have an organisation or promoter such as the UFC if they've got because they're the UFC um, if they've got a card um, on this Friday Saturday even Sunday night um if it's not a good card, fine. But you'll see that so many people tune in to watch that to watch that fight card. We're gonna have another yeah. promoter, so maybe it's PFL One Championship or even Bellasaur. Their fight card was amazing. The main event, the co-main event, was a really entertaining fight. I mean, I've seen some fights have actually won it back several times just to receive a particular move or defense or whatever it was. Yeah. But I loved what I saw. It was really entertaining. But just because it's the, the promoter or even the fighter it doesn't have that name value, that name power, you will rarely or barely barely hear their name in the mainstream media, and it's it's really unfair. It's very unfair. Yeah, exactly. And it is it is like that, isn't it? Like you're fighting top level opponents, 
you know, and like, and they're, they're the people that you get matched with at the end of the day. Like, I can't fight Conor McGregor, can I? Because he's, you know, on a, on a UFC superstar. I'm, like, I'm not in the UFC, you know. I, I can't fight, um, you know, uh, Nungo because I'm not in one championship. But, but these, when you get on these platforms, then you can obviously make the name in that platform. So, you know, whatever whatever's offered to me is what I'll take. And if if it's going to build my career and, you know, put me as a household name and these fights, are, like in France now, I fought so many French people, they would definitely know my name. Italians, I fought about 10 of them, they would know me. You know, I've, I've, I fought like the best around the world, they would know me. But one championship, when you fight these boys, even like the, I don't know, the Ukrainians, they know the, the French on the show. Do you know what I mean? They know the Thais, obviously. They know the UK lads. They know everyone because it's so popular. That will be me. I'll be the UK lad on there that's smashing it. And all the UK lads would even, like, would definitely be, you know, supporting me because, you know, it's, I'm, part, I'm part of them. And I'm doing what, doing what I want to be doing and at a level. Look, it is. Um, I'm not going to keep you much longer. Um, but before I let you go, is there anyone or any organisations you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, man. So there's, I've I've got to be. Uh, so thank you for Booster Fight Gear, who who sponsored me and sponsored the gym and you know kicked me out all the time. They're, they're amazing. Booster Fight Wear as well is you know it's legit stuff. It's top tier. Um, obviously dominate where where a coach and train. I have all my lads that come in for sparring and help me. You know, it's not just done by myself. Um, Peter Miller, who's obviously my nutritionist, is great. Condition nutrition. He's working with a lot of top athletes, a lot of lads on one championship now. You know, UFC superstars. He's, he's, he's doing a lot of good things with good athletes and no one ever misses weight. So have a little look at him. But the main two people that I need to really talk about is John Whitehouse and Rob Peacock. Now, these are two people that pad me most days, spar me, give me game plans, make sure I'm doing the right stuff, you know, organise my training for me, get sparring partners in. You know, they, they are like, they are the reason why I'm doing it. They are making my life possible at the moment. Now, one's a school teacher. And one does recruitment, one's like, uh, he does recruitment for companies. It's, so the, but no one knows them. Everyone just thinks Nathan Benham fights for his own gym and he does it all by himself. It, that really isn't the case. You know, John Whitehouse and Rob Peacock are making my life possible. So have a look at them as well because they are gangsters, let me tell you. And if you want to be, you know, at the sort of level that I'm, I'm at, you need to train with these sort of people. And they deserve the recognition that I'm getting. Why can't John and Rob go and do seminars somewhere? It's not I mean. It's not. It's not me by myself. These are making my life possible. So thank you, John and Rob, gangsters. Love you. Please um send me all their names, and I'll link it all in the um uh, bio or the comment section, both for YouTube and on thank Instagram. When, pro Appreciate that. when promoting the episode. So guys, thank you, thank you, Nathan, for coming on.
And guys, if you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to leave a like and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can catch the episode also on iTunes, Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Nathan, we'll definitely have to get you back on the show. Very soon. When I'm at one, you'll have to speak to my agent, though, yeah? Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll set it up. More than likely, yes, yes. Have a good night, man. Thank you again. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank you, bro. Take See care. You.